Hey everybody, welcome into the First Issue Club. Usually, we're the weekly podcast that covers first issues of the week. Um, but today, we're doing something a little differently. We have joined forces with seven podcasts from across the country to do a special summer event called Unite the Seven. Now, what is Unite the Seven, you may ask? Well, each of the seven podcasts that we have joined up with, joined forces with, if you will, has picked or selected a member of the Justice League to do a little bit of a deep dive into, and deep dive's a fun pun for us because we at the First Issue Club have selected none other than our famous and favorite aquatic hero, Aquaman. Hey, if you're going to draw straws for which Justice League member you get, mm-hmm. oh man, Aquaman's the one you want, right? Oh yeah, it was hard to draft him. It's the most, it, honestly, it's the most recognizable with the least commitment. <laughs> I, I shudder. Some of our friends on the podcast have selected Superman and Batman, respectively. Fuck that. No, thanks. <laughs> oh, yeah. That is a lot of knowledge to get That's through. That's a year in, of your life in gone. A, in a short amount of time. We're going to be uh, hard-pressed to keep this under an hour. I can imagine Batman and Superman episodes are no less than a week long. Ugh. So uh, we're going to get into Aquaman here pretty soon. But first of all, I want to... Uh, introduce ourselves to any potential new listeners um, and kind of tell you what our show typically is, which is uh, we every week get together, me, myself, Greg Lichtai, Mike D. Mike D. Budget King. Yes. And Caitlin, who isn't here right now, we get together and talk about the first issues of the week that have come out and kind of walk through them together, read them, discuss them, and kind of uh, just analyze them and see if they're not good or bad, just just what they are. We talk about them as reference points to enter the whole entire industry conversation. Exactly. How they fit in the zeitgeist of comic books. And so that's what we typically do. And if you enjoy that, and if you enjoy our, our humor right now, come back again next week. We'll be talking about first issues. But right now, Aquaman. But before we get into Aquaman, is it upsetting you that I'm saying Aquaman? It is. It's like you're about to say Aquafina Man. Okay. So I'll go back to Aquaman. <laughs> So, Aquaman, what was your first introduction to Aquaman before we get into the nitty-gritty of the character? Mike D, hit us off. I've been reading comics since I was a wee lad, and Aquaman was never a guy who interested me. Um, I was introduced to uh, to him through just Justice League comics Mm -hmm. in bargain bins, right? and I knew he could talk to fish, and... That's about still where my knowledge lies. <laughs> so, so I'm taking the, my approach to this podcast as a learning experience. Mm-hmm. You're going to be sharpening my knowledge knife to uh, w- what his deal is throughout well, this episode, I think. I brought my learning whetstone, so your knife will be sharp by I'm the end of this episode. I'm a proxy for the audience, and I'll give you a grade at the end of the episode <laughs> Hey, all how right. well you did educating That's me. That's the main thing I want in my life. Every day, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, before how I go to I sleep, do? I would love a grade. <laughs> Just to show up somewhere, maybe in an email, and say, Greg, today, today you get a B-. minus. Yeah. Do you, your average would probably be Bs. I would say I'm a pretty B human. That's good, though. On the average, to be in yeah, the, yeah, in that range, uh, yeah, that's how my my main thing in high school was. If I just get D's, I can still pass. You, high yeah, school. you'll still get out. So, but uh, I feel like I'm a B human being. <laughs> um, my intro into Aquaman was similar. It was uh those grab bags in the '90s. 
mm-hmm. that you could just get like a bunch of comics that yeah. I was a sucker for. Yeah. I'd always get a couple Aquamans in there and be the like. The comics people were trying to get rid of. Yes, right. exactly. <laughs> that were, too many were made. Yeah. <laughs> that and like, uh, you know, r- random Wildcats comics, which I was excited to get. Sure. <laughs> um, but Aqu- Aquaman, I would always be like, eh. And uh, toss away. Although I was really into marine biology life, so I would often like redraw them and stuff. Mm-hmm. But read them, my eyes never looked at a letter on Aquaman <laughs> because it was holistically unengaging. And even at the time, although I didn't have the lexicon, holistically unengaging, didn't have the, the lexicon to describe it. It looked like the whitest white bread uh, sure. served up on a comic that I could imagine. It was definitely like not a book that was enticing to children. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Because Batman and Superman have these iconic looks. They have these iconic heroes. And then Aquaman was just like, I don't know, the, the thinking man's like it's like comic he, book? It's like he fell off a yacht and then had to defend the ocean. Yeah, you know? It's like, it's a hard thing to wrap your mind around. I just remember the Super Friends where he was like always riding a giant seahorse and was just kind of like the butt of every joke. And like that's kind of like what his legacy had become for a while. Like he was just like known as the white guy who could talk to fish. And so like his legacy kind of suffered, but really my first introduction to Aquaman was, I remember going to a comic book shop and seeing him in a full beard and like a hook for a, for a hand instead of like his regular hand. And that was like the first time I really noticed Aquaman and was just like, Holy shit. What the hell's going on (laughs) with Aquaman? He's going through some shit. And then even then I didn't even read it like enough to, give a shit about it i just i think i picked up the first issue or an issue with it and i was like oh this is weird and then i just went on to spider-man because that was like more what my little kid mind was wrapped around i I don't even really know if there are aquaman stands that's a take we were gonna have is like i can think of a stand for every single justice league member even like cyborg Mm -hmm. aquaman i'm just like unless the event revolves around revolves around Aquaman, I don't I don't know of fans of Aquaman. Like he's a fun one to have like little deep cut knowledges about Aqualad in the eighties and things like that. Mm-hmm. But beyond that I I've never met an Aquaman fan. Which is why I think people were so delightfully surprised by the Jason Momoa film because they were like, sure. And then it was like kinda good. Yeah, and they were like, "Yeah, I liked him in Game of Thrones," and like that movie was like not bad. It was like L- Little Mermaid for superheroes, and uh, people it, it, liked yeah. it. <laughs> I'll say this: like getting to know Aquaman more through this like episode. Like, I'm surprised Aquaman fans weren't more pissed off from the 2018 Jason Momoa movie because it was kind so of far separated from the character. It is such a bastardization of like what the character is. <laughs> Hey everybody, so uh, we're doing this Aquaman thing here, this extra special Aquaman episode, and uh, not only are we covering the 80th anniversary book, but we also, uh, we got a little something special for this episode. Yep, you guessed it, we scored an actual interview with Arthur Curry himself, the Aquaman. So uh, if you can hang on a second, we're actually going to zoom him in right now, and uh, we're going to interview uh, Aquaman, okay? So hang on. Oh, uh, oh, 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 oh my, okay. Well, uh, that was unplanned. It, uh, it sounded as if Aquaman may have, uh, drowned in an attempt to, uh, take 
his Zoom call underwater. Uh, well, this uh, this pandemic has been hard on a lot of us, I guess. So um, I guess that can be expected. Well, the show must be go on, and I don't want to leave you hanging. So just in the essence of exclusivity, um, I just wanted to say that I... Uh, this is Budget King, and I actually I purchased an IMDb Pro account for the First Issue Club um, it to do some of my pre-interview tactics on Aquaman and to get some of the scoops. And I know that a lot of you haven't quite ponied up yet for that Pro IMDb account, so I just thought I could maybe share some rare facts about Aquaman that we have kind of, I mean, a version of exclusivity to. Um, so, I mean, yeah, let's just like, let's go ahead and just take a gander. Um, let me just go look in my premium access uh, article file. Oh, here, here, here's one. It's actually called A Deep Dive with Aquaman. Oh, that, that's funny. 10 Facts About America's Most Beloved Superhero. Oh, great. This is perfect. This is perfect. Okay, so we're not all is lost. We didn't quite have the interview we were looking for. We've got these 10 facts, so let's just check it out real quick. Um, so I'm just going to kind of read through them really quickly so that you get an update about Aquaman and, and know a little bit more. I know that's why you came here to just kind of find out more about Aquaman. Um, so it seems as if Aquaman, this is the first one, it seems as if Aquaman was the first Justice League member to take the Lord's name in vain, which I guess makes sense since, uh, Poseidon is the only God Aquaman likely holds in any holy reverence. So, um, okay, cool. Interesting fact. Number two. It appears Aquaman was first played by LL Cool J in the movie The Deep Blue Sea. Okay, cool. I, I didn't even know that was Aquaman in that movie. Interesting. Three, um, okay. It seems as if both Jerry Garcia and Jerry Seinfeld were named after Aquaman's butler, Jerry. Weird on two accounts. Um... One, I didn't know the Garcias and the Seinfelds were such King of the Seven Sea heads. Also, I was unaware Aquaman had a butler, um, much less that his name was Jerry, I guess. So, okay, cool. Um, on to number four. The film Jerry Maguire has nothing to do with Aquaman's butler, Jerry Maguire. The name was just a coincidence. Oh, okay, so it was... So <laughs> Wow, his last name is McGuire. I didn't know that in no relation to the movie. Interesting, okay. Number five, Aquaman was for a short stint a sports agent for, a, for the Miami Dolphins. Okay. He was later fired because of insi his insistence on needing to pay the players he managed with, quote, long lost coins of Atlantis. Dan Marino is actually quoted saying, it wasn't that we didn't want the rare coins. He was more so fired because of his misunderstanding of the player-agent relationship and his insistence on trying to pay the players with his own legal tender. He never quit. He never, sorry, he never quite knew who was supposed to show who the money. Wow, okay. What an, what an interesting wealth of knowledge this IMDb premium account is. They even have primary sources to back up their claims. Um, man. This is some exclusivity stuff that you really only get on First Issue Club. So uh, I'm glad that we're going on. We found this, this list here. Number six, um, I can't wait for this. Here it says, okay, Aquaman was once asked to replace Bill Cosby in the Jello ads. Oh, God. Um, when, he, when he left and, and asked if he could change the franchise phrase to 
you had me at jello. Huh. Okay. It actually doesn't say if he took the job or not. I, I assumed he declined out of sheer confusion. Because, um, frankly, nothing about that request makes any sense. All right. Uh, well, anyway, uh, number seven, it appears Aquaman once joined a cult and paid Katie Holmes $50 million to stage a fake relationship with him. Oh, okay. The spicy stuff, I feel like. This is this is good. This is the type of stuff where I, where I would come to IMDb Premium to, to check out. Um, number eight, uh, it says Aquaman once fought in a samurai war. Okay. And he was actually the last one. All right. Okay. Okay. This is good. This is good intel. Number nine, when, when Aquaman was asked if the sky could be any flavor, what would you choose? He replied with vanilla. Interesting. Okay. I mean, a little arcane. And number 10, maybe, uh, let's just check this out. It says, uh, Aquaman held, he, he held the lead role as Maverick in the movie Top Gun. Okay. Um, didn't know that. So this, I, I've been informed. This is the top 10, uh, the deep dive on Aquaman, America's most beloved superhero, which is the only kind of stuff that you get here at First Issue Club. Um, all right, back, back to the regular showdown. So let's get into who Aquaman is where or where he came from. He, he, Arthur Curry... Mm-hmm. A.K.A. Aquaman first made his appearance in November 1941. Oh, same year Tim Curry was born. In more, no fucking way. <laughs> Full of chuckles here at First Issue Club. He appeared in more fun comics. Hilarious. N- number by seventy-three. The way. That was like a slam dunk of a joke. Like, oh my will... god, amazing that Tim Curry would be born that year. Everyone loves surname jokes. Yeah. It's like it's like a the niche comedy realm that no one really talks about. My brand of humor. Yeah. So Jesus Christ, this is already just off the rails. <laughs> just go. Sorry. Aquaman. He's appeared in many iterations of comic books, TV shows, movies. He has been in every formation of the justice league you could possibly imagine which i have a hot take on that i don't think they really need aquaman in the justice league yeah because they unless they're battling the element of water or need the element of water there he's not very helpful right super strength right he does have super strength which people don't realize because the immense pressure of the deep yep he's like goku like he's been training in the deepness and the pressurized area of the ocean that he's like super strong and he can only talk to animals that convert water into oxygen so that is disputed because for the longest time he was depicted of having like telepathic um not like communications but like control over fish and in the new 52 when that hit it got switched to just like he can't control them but he can, like, persuade them to do stuff. Like, he can gaslight fish into doing stuff for him, so, which is maybe a little worse. Instead of bypassing consent, now he's just <laughs> negging He fish. just negs them. <laughs> I think you should really kill that guy, Rainbow Trout. I'm just saying. If you even could. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're not a great white shark. You're a good white shark. You're not a great white shark. Yeah. I've met better. Yeah. So that, that that's an interesting... Um, kind of retcon to one of his powers is that he now has to neg sea life into doing his bidding. Yeah. But he is super strong. And apparently, I guess in some iterations, he could fly. Yeah. I remember him flying, but I never really knew if it was like 
is he just on the wing of the invisible jet or is like <laughs> someone else helping him along telepathically? I think he was imbued with some like magical power in either an article of clothing or the trident because mm-hmm. there is some like mythological uh, King Arthur, Lady of the Lake stuff that goes on with his background, yeah. which is like kind of cool. And that actually started from like the, the Peter David run. Which I think is a, a nod to Atlantis. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And so like Peter David, who is known for all of his Hulk work mm-hmm. he did like a 15 year run on the hulk yeah he revitalized aquaman in the 80s and 90s like he did one of the longest runs on aquaman kind of made the modern aquaman that we know today what he is yeah. like he made atlantis like technologically modernized it's kind of just like a underwater wakanda right if that makes sense yeah and just like made them this almost superior powerhouse of like uh, military, technology, and all that stuff. And so if you are a fan of Aquaman, which if you are, please let us know on social media because I have yet to meet one. You need to thank Peter David for making him just who he is today. And I think that was the hard onboarding point for us as children of the 80s mm-hmm. is that we're, what was accessible to us was mostly older back issues right. and not necessarily some of this newer, more engaging stuff that was probably for older audiences anyway, mm-hmm. we're reading stuff that had this long dated, um, I guess, idea of who the character was, which was kind of in line with these other like corny 40s heroes. Like yeah, Aquaman, Age. Yeah. Aquaman fits right in with like Top Man, <laughs> who is like oversimplified characterization of like another thing like sure. he's shaped like a top and he spins around this guy's like <laughs> he's underwater he has a trident and he talks to fish like there's you, <laughs> some white guy in for, an office smoking for, a cigar what forgive, else do you need forgive the pun but you need more depth for a character Ooh. to be engaging i also think that there's something for the psyche when there's a one-to-one in the big twos uh-huh. we're like that's a b character so the fact that there's Namor and it's like they're the same character and I, I understand the nuances of the differences. Mm-hmm. It just is like, oh, like like Hawkeye and Green Arrow. Like it's like sure. it, you just kind of think like B-guy like mm-hmm. and stuff. And maybe I'm wrong there, but that's how I always assumed it as a kid where I was like, oh, if the big two did, they were just like, we needed this filler trope character. Sure. Water guy. <laughs> like... It's, yeah, it doesn't seem like it's like ever gonna take the limelight. Well, I honestly think his popularity took off when he was in the Super Friends TV show. Uh-huh. Like that's when, like the revival of the superhero kind of blasted off again because it had hit TV audiences of younger kids and they just went fucking gangbusters. And so they don't want to make Aquaman too complex for kids. So he's just like, hey, this is the guy who talks to fish. The fact that it he lasted. As a mainline character for so long, just befuddles me. <laughs> it is, and like I, Aquaman is way more interesting when he's just in the ocean handling his own shit. Yeah, I don't want him see. I don't want to see him fighting Darkseid or like <laughs> yeah. going to fucking space. It's just like that doesn't make any sense. Like Aquaman, the ocean is seventy percent of our planet. Like he has way more cooler shit to fight down there. Oh, I learned some other stuff. Too. Weird oh. aliens. Yeah, our body's sixty percent water, so he that. could control us. I'm okay. Aquaman for the most part. Actually, when he had his hand cut off, and the Lady of the Lake gave him his like cool water hand, that hand had the power to zap, like evaporate all the water out of your body and kill you. 
Whoa. Oh, that's kind of cool. So that's pretty fucking dope. He could dry you up. He'd dehydrate you. Like yeah. most humans <laughs> like, do. Like Shapiro's wife. <laughs> oh, nice. Take that, Ben Shapiro. Uh, yeah. If you don't know, you should drink a lot of water, though, during the day, too, because you could that same thing could happen to you. If you don't drink. Like, oh, so this is a PSA for drinking water. Please yeah, if continue. You, if you don't hydrate. Yeah, you, you, could, you could be a sourpuss raisin. Right. <laughs> we, should we say, we're, we're all drinking coffee right now, so we are dehydrated oh, yeah, to the we're, max. We're jacked. Don't be an SPR. <laughs> no sourpuss raisins here. That's one of our major taglines. I also think that one of the things that made Aquaman so, like, understandably B-teamy mm-hmm. is, like, when the boys did The Deep... It's, yeah. It's like all of the tropes of Aquaman. Sure. But like, then you gave him these character flaws and he's really interesting. <laughs> and right. it's like, well, where was that in Aquaman? I think, And I think they've tried to do that in like more modern comics sure. that they've done now. Like they, he's definitely more brooding and kind of lots, surly. And lots of family shit. Yeah. Like, like brother, dad stuff. Oh yeah. my God. Like it, it is complex, his background. Like that's a no-brainer to say about any comic book character. Like, if you get into the weeds of their back history, you're just going to be fucking confused all the time. Because everything gets retconned so often, it's just hard to keep track of what's going on. But yeah, Aquaman has had a queen, lost his queen, had a kid, kid died, had a sidekick named Aqualad, who is now Tempest. It's just like, so much has happened over his entire career. It's hard to keep track of it. How many times did he have dreads? Did he not... I don't think he's had dreads before. Okay. I didn't know if he had dreads. It no. Seemed, it seemed like a thing. Well, you know, I wouldn't be surprised in the 90s when it was okay for white people to wear dreads <laughs> if he had a few locks in his hair. Just letting it dread. Just letting it get buck wild. All that sea salt really does stuff to your hair. <laughs> hey guys, it's Greg here to talk to you once again about Manscaped, who is the best in men's below the waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the 4.0. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with the exclusive offer for you 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code FIC20. That's FIC20 at manscaped.com. I want you to close your eyes for a minute. Imagine shaving with a sleek, well-designed, and optimized trimmer that makes shaving time your favorite time in the bathroom. Isn't that nice? Isn't that kind of calming? Just, you know, your own personal me time alone, maybe some nice jungle music going, and just you and your Manscaped lawnmower 4.0 razor just getting to know one another. And Manscaped has engineered the ultimate groin and body trimmer by focusing on intelligent functionality and incredible comfort Their fourth-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. We hate those. And for their advanced skin-safe technology. Gotta love it. I now feel confident shaving my boys, if you will. And guys, this is not just a normal ad. I've tried this razor out. It is a game changer. I am I am in and out in the bathroom. I don't worry about cutting or trimming or hurting myself when I'm taking care of the, my business down there. So you too should have the comfort and the confidence to shave your uh, pubic area with the Lawnmower 4.0 from Manscaped. And now with this exclusive offer from First Issue Club, us, with FIC20, you can get 20% off and free shipping. Go to manscaped.com, use the code FIC20, get 20% off, free shipping, and unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Okay, his and then his costumes seem to 
go a lot of different places. Like, but does it? Well, okay. Because for me, it's it's either shirt on or shirt off. Yes. But then there's also this camo era. Okay, so that one's interesting. That one came <laughs> from the 80s, like the blue camo yeah. whatever. Oh, that was yeah. like, he had lost his memory. And so he didn't know he was he Aquaman. He didn't know he always wore an orange shirt. <laughs> no, he misplaced I'm, it. Yeah. it was, he put some blue socks in the wash and it turned I his whole outfit blue. I am the color of Tony the Tiger. <laughs> I am a goldfish. <laughs> but the blue suit actually makes sense because if you want to stay camouflaged right. and like undetected, you wear blue. The orange and green stick out like a sore thumb <laughs> in the ocean. I'm sorry, folks. Did He, he never had a tail, a mermaid tail. <laughs> no, he never had a mermaid tail. <laughs> or webbed feet. No, dude, with my research, no, uh, you know, weird limbs. No or, fins or anything nope. like that, yeah. Okay. Not that I know, unless it was some Elseworld thing where he got spliced with yeah. something. You know what's funny about Aquaman, too, is that he doesn't really seem like he's ever the impetus for, like, large events or anything. Events that happen with Aquaman is, like, either a army from the ocean yeah. attacks the land. Mm-hmm. And so they got a ring-a-ding-ding. Aquaman and be like, "Hey, what's going on?" Yeah. And Aquaman's like, "Ah, fuck. Okay." But he doesn't. He doesn't really leave lasting repercussions on the rest of the DC universe. Often is kind of what I'm no, saying. No, yeah, like because with Wally West, who comic book keepers, yeah, did last episode. What he's the... fucking up everything left and right. Flash and Superman have a huge impact on the rest of the yeah universe. Maybe Flash might affect. The, the continuum and retconning ways. more than any other character in the DC. Man, we should have gotten Flash. Uh, oh, no, 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 no. I'm glad they did it because they did a great job on it. Yeah, but, they like, did. Trying to tra- track down all those loose yeah. ends? No, thank you. Yeah. All, so we're just saying in the lesson of Aquaman, not a lot of... Uh, Which is almost kind of nice. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's contained. Like it just, there's no real loose ends to like think about it's Aquaman handling his business in the water Mm -hmm. Johnny Hero guy yeah Johnny come hero yeah if you yourself know you're a mediocre guy Aquaman might be relatable to you (laughs) whereas Superman (laughs) is you know so if you're like a B B minus person in real life (laughs) you are loving Aquaman yeah I just love how Aquaman has low stakes and he's just born into his greatness I think I think he got a bad rap for being like this chucklehead of a superhero. Uh-huh. But while doing this episode, I kind of did realize he's a lot more powerful than I could ever imagine. Right. I yeah. think it's the Triton that gives him a bad name, to be honest. I think the Triton is badass. The it Triton, gives him a lot of power. It's badass, but it's also like in Anchorman, when they like use it as a, a weapon, it's a, it's a comedic point. It's like, did somebody have a Triton? <laughs> I think they're just impressed by that because oh, okay. they don't see tridents that often. Yeah, it just it's a mighty weapon. It is a mighty weapon, but I, I mean, it's meant to disarm, like to get rid of the sword. Sure, but this one shoots rays of energy. There we go. Okay. So it's different. Yeah, <laughs> and he can also like cook with it. I think he's like a giant fork. Just if he wants to find an underwater volcano and cook some kebabs. Aquaman is a giant grill master. I could really get behind. That's the story I want to read. Yeah, Aquaman. Aquaman grill master. <laughs> 
Dad, aka thing. Welcome to Flavor Town. <laughs> okay, speaking of, I, maybe we're jumping ahead here, but the Aquaman 80th anniversary comic, came which is out the comic this book week. we're coming, oh, we're covering serendipitous that it came out this week. We're going to be talking about this book maybe throughout the course of this episode here and there because it's never was there more of an Aquaman week. No, never. <laughs> we got super lucky, or else we this episode would be ending now. You know, it's the 80th anniversary of Aquaman, which is why we're doing this episode. Yeah, exactly. 80. 80 years old. Happy birthday, Aquaman. Yeah. You are on the downward uh, track of life. Though. I tried to find, like, if it specified when his birthday was so I could make a Zodiac joke. Oh. But it never said it, so. It's got to be a water-based sign. That's what I'm thinking. Like, if it wasn't, what a complete fuck up. Aquarius, <laughs> Pisces. Yeah. Yeah. Cancer. Isn't cancer like a crab? Cancer's a crab. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely not an Aries. What I was getting to, Aquaman does have himself a family BBQ. In this 80th anniversary comic. Oh, yeah. And him and his uh, little boy have faces covered in barbecue sauce in the last (laughs) panel. And it is so corny. (laughs) I think his thing was he was like, I want to stay in touch with my human side. Right. And humans do barbecues. Is that where Aqua Beast came in? And then Mara was like, what is this BBQ you speak of? Uh, Yes, Aqua Beast made an appearance in this. Do you think that was like hearkening back to like his Golden Age, Silver Age book? Yeah. Where, like, it's supposed to be corny because everything was fucking corny back then. A lot of things in this book were corny. Right. Yeah. If you're paying homage to this character, it's... It's who, Cornville. It's who, corny. Like, get the butter because it's corny. Do you... Aquaman has to be vegan. Uh, oh, this is kind of what I'm getting question. To, because if you can talk to fish, you wouldn't want to eat them. But would you have a lack of, <laughs> like, empathy for other living things if you could communicate with some? Sure. Because they eat chicken. They eat chicken at this barbecue, I think. Right. Which was really weird. Yeah. I say, fuck off, Aquaman. Eating chicken, but you like, yeah, you we, gotta protect every little fish. We eat meat because we don't, we, I can't talk to my pig. Yeah. Well, it, I don't eat meat. Oh, sorry. I, I eat meat because I can't talk to my pigs. Right. If I could, if they were all babes, <laughs> the, then I would Well, not, you do have some good looking pigs. Yeah. <laughs> I would never. Nay, nay, a ham touched this tongue. <laughs> I did love that that story though, because like, I, if you die, if you just like lean into the campiness, uh-huh. uh, sometimes not all the time, because if it's all time campy, then it's not yeah fun to read. But like, it's funny that like in the golden and silver age of comics, like to be a villain, you have to be a slight variation of the hero, oh, like Black Manta. <laughs> yeah, like Black Manta or like big. F- Strong ass Aquaman, yeah, larger sized Aquaman. Aqua, Aqua Beast, like that's the bad guy, or like when Star Trek added goatees to like the evil versions of things, it's just like, yes, that's perfect. Like, make them just slightly different, and that's how you make. I them think evil. I think orcs are even like reformed elves in Lord of the Rings. Is it? So, are they really? Yeah, so great call. Yeah, yeah, like that is like that's how you make a fun villain. Not maybe not a lasting villain, but a fun like, Bizarro. Exactly. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, just like just tweak it enough, and like you'll have a good fucking time. One thing I I did enjoy about this 80th anniversary book is that it peppered in some, like, here's a splash page of a character, and this was their first appearance in the year they were introduced, yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. I was like, I kind of wanted more of that from this book. Like, if we could have gotten more of an homage to the history than just, like, a loose peppering of corny stories that are just like, hooray, like, here's the most surface-level moral I could give you in the form of a five-page Aquaman story. Um, okay. And so 
while doing research for this whole episode, I obviously tried to find every article I could and every Wikipedia, whatever. And I kept finding and running across articles that said 10 reasons why Aquaman is badass. Oh, yeah, because they need to justify it. Fucking yes. And my thinking was I never have ever seen an article that says 10 reasons why Batman's badass or why Wonder Woman's badass. You just fucking know. It's because they exude badassness. And, like, you need an article to explain why why Aquaman is badass, like, already on shifty ground. Yes, I agree. And one of them was, like, the reasons that they gave were, like, he's super strong. That's not a reason he's badass. Every every member of the Justice League is super strong. That's not a reason to put it in there. (laughs) One of them was just, like, he threw a bear once. How was that a how was that a reason? One of these uh, sites that has his like bio information listed out says that Aquaman is six one and weighs three hundred and thirty pounds. Does that sound right to you? His bo- no. his bones are denser. Pretty He's sure that the would be squattiest guy. <laughs> that would be like morbidly obese. Well, think about it. If you're that's, that's how that's much muscle, muscle he has that's on muscle him. Muscle mass. He's he, in the deep, in the pressurized. Nobody deep. with muscle at six foot is is getting over two hundred, two hundred and fifty. Maybe that trident like man. super heavy. <laughs> He's like just super wide. He's like a walking brick wall. Okay, this is something interesting. So for his powers and abilities, we've got enhanced underwater breathing. And the description says that he can hold his breath for long periods of time. So he is He's a, holding his breath underwater. Well, that's been I think it's been retconned he's not, too. He's not amphibious. He doesn't have gills. Okay. But that's the I thing, th- he's part human, so he doesn't have gills. Yeah. I think in the underwater world of the like Atlantean city, it's they, a bubble. It's a yeah, it is a bubble. But uh, yeah, maybe he is like holding his breath for a long time. Okay, but when he's on, he can't be on land for long, long uh, periods of time either, or else like his power drains from yeah, him. He needs a pool nearby. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like that's why he just needs to stay in the water. Oh, that would be so. Odd. It's like you, you have. He him... just like starts flopping around like a fish. <laughs> you just... have you have him over for a beer in the backyard, and by like hour one and a half, you have to fill up the kiddie pool and be like, hey, Arthur, I get it. Go for a splash. Yeah. It's like he has to breastfeed. I wonder if there's ever been a storyline where like he's handcuffed to a pipe (laughs) in the middle of the desert, and like that's how the villain is like trying to kill him. Like, ah, you can't get near water. (laughs) So dry. (laughs) He just gets dried up. Reason he's badass number two, enhanced sight. Oh, yeah. That's one of his powers. He's got night vision. Roll that D20. Yeah, he's got night vision. He can see to 6,000 fathoms. That's 36,000 feet, y'all. I cannot fathom that. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, I, I'm glad I'm glad that we got Mr. Aquaman. I think the... Has, the, you, has your mind changed since... Since diving into Aquaman? About him? No, we just talked about how lame he is for like a half an hour. I think he's lame, but I am like... I'm a little bit like... Okay, he's existed for 80 years. I bet there's like some cool family shit. Um, it, does he ever, isn't there artwork where he's riding a seahorse? All, all over the place. Okay, yeah. Yeah. He's, he saddles up a big seahorse yeah. and it's, rides it's, it. It's, I think that's the common image that people get in their minds when they hear Aquaman. Okay. It's either that or a shirtless Jason Momoa. Okay. I prefer saddling up a seahorse, of which I believe can only like swim vertically. <laughs> that's why he's always late. They like bob. <laughs> <laughs> Not this seahorse because he negged him into swimming straight. Um, so, should we talk about his family at all? 
that is I was gonna say that's the that's the interesting top part to yeah. me about Aquaman is the Atlantean history. Yes, yeah. he's a family man. Yeah. If anything, he's a family the man. Lo- the more it leans into the mythology of a, like Atlantean stuff, the better Aquaman stories are. Just like Thor, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. for sure. Yeah. How did Aquaman's father find an Atlantean to mate and have Aquaman with? I guess it's whatever iteration of the book you get. I mean, I think strolling along, along the beach, you fall he, in love. Was he like a treasure hunter of sorts and found Atlantis and then merged the world? <laughs> I hunting. think he was like I'm a... hunting for a very particular <laughs> type of treasure, baby. <laughs> for you to be pregnant. Um, <laughs> that's the treasure? <laughs> yeah. I love the lack of subtlety you bring to all of our podcasts. I think he was... I, I think the common thread is that he... Worked in a lighthouse, or like, like, yeah, was the lighthouse keeper. That sounds right. And then, uh, Aquaman's mother came on shore mm-hmm. for like vacation or something, and was just like, yeah, and she's hey, like, baby. what's that large phallic symbol in yeah. the distance? There's a light on top of that phallic symbol. I'm going to fuck the sorcerer inside of it. And that was Thomas. And then the rest is what we call history. Also, Aquaman's probably the Justice League member most concerned with climate change? Um, Yeah, and has done little to nothing about it. Much like the rest of us. Yeah, there's still plastic straws. Doesn't own a Nissan Leaf. Nope, he doesn't have a, you know, biodegradable silverware. Maybe he gets the most bent out of shape about it. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) Because it's just raining down on his kingdom. Yeah. But yeah, definitely like he's picking up trash in his own yard sort of thing. And that's where it stops. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He's not (laughs) taking down smokestacks or fracking in the middle of Texas. Much like Batman, where if instead of beating up bank robbers at night, he, you know, funded a billion dollar school to fix Gotham. If Aquaman would... God damn it. That is brilliant. <laughs> right? Because Batman would be out of a job if there's no criminals. Yes. So why would he want to fund a school to help the community? Because he's a he's a typical... He's a cons- selfish playboy. Yeah. Kind of like, don't tread on me independent guy who's just like, I can solve it with my right. own brute. Aquaman could, you know, be advocating very realistically for how climate change is affecting his world but instead, he just talks to dolphins. Do you think that's why comic books have like shifted to towards like more mythical and like outer space problems? Because the readers just like you know you don't need to fight all these people if you just like do this, this, and this. Gave them money and homes, right? You know what I mean. And then like the then the comic books are over, so they're just like ah, th- this alien race has come to Earth now. Like now we have to fight them. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's such a fun take. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're like so so much so they take on like oversimplified moral quandaries, and it's like, could this be one of those oversimplified moral quandaries that right. gets worked into comic books more often? Like fear, but at the same time, it's like or fear itself. Yeah. It's supposed yeah. to be a little bit escapist, right? Like, I don't know that I want to read about uh... <laughs> logical problem solving in your comic right. like investing into cryptocurrency <laughs> to uh... yeah. Like, oh, man, that would have made a great Batman 3 <laughs> is if he opened a school. Although I would love to see an issue of Aquaman just taking down whaling boats. That'd be kind of fun. Yeah, sure. Like, I, I mean, that's... that's uh, Whale Wars with Aquaman? <laughs> just beheading them. That's a kind of a common theme in the 
comics where ships come in doing dumb ship stuff, and he's like, I'll get the oiler <laughs> rig out of here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Do you think Aquaman would make a superior villain than a hero? I think that's why Marvel landed where they did with Namar, Namor, however you want to say it. Is he more of an anti-hero or... Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. He's always trying to fight Black Panther. So... Huge Black Panther villain. Mm-hmm. He's like his arc nemesis. Rumor is he's going to be in the second movie. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't doubt it. Yep. He also maybe likes low waist pants more than any other character in DC. Well, when you got the V section of your abdomen, he you honestly, want to show that shit yeah, off. He would yeah. be behooved by a belt. He does have a belt with an A like logo on it. That's right. another thing with like. Some of these DC characters and their <laughs> antiquated costumes, it's like... They're branding. You still have an A on your belt for Aquaman? <laughs> so he doesn't forget. Arthur. It's for Arthur. And Arthur. Wow. <laughs> it works on two levels. Holy shit, I, guys. Forgot, I didn't realize Busted that. Busted this wide open. So much symbology. <laughs> Who's, whose belt is that? Oh, it's Arthur's. Oh, it's a giant A. It's Arthur's. It's the same thing with Apocalypse and X-Men. It's like, get that fucking A belt <laughs> off of him. That looks so stupid. I think out of all the Justice League members, Aquaman has benefited the most from retcons. Meaning... In the beginning, he was just guy in green pants who could talk to fish. Yeah. With like, we need a water guy. But now he is super strong. He can fly. He has the ability to like talk to the deep and like mm. these mystical beings that live there. Like, obviously, his character development has improved more than like, say, Batman. Like, Batman's story has stayed pretty linear the entire time. Yeah. Superman's story has stayed pretty linear the whole time. Aquaman's has definitely benefited from retcons and different creators coming in and being like, I can make this a little more complex and enriching. I think one of the interesting things or maybe problems with Aquaman is it's the same Black Panther problem. You can take the story into Atlantis and have a bunch of Atlantis things like happening and all that kind of stuff, or you can take it into like greater world problems. And so, like, this yeah, Black, totally, yeah, like you Black, spread them too thin, right? Like, Bla- Black Panther is very interesting when you stick in just Wakanda. Yeah, like it's totally fine to do that. Sure, but you you have to like figure out like how much do you merge the worlds together and when? Yeah, and I think that it it works when you introduce Aquaman into like cities and stuff when he's hunting down a villain from the ocean that has gone rogue. That's the only time. Really, Aquaman should be on land because it doesn't benefit him to help the Justice League. Yep. All right. And that was our little deep dive into Aquaman uh, for the Unite the Seven event that has uh, brought together seven of the podcasting podcasts of comic books from across the country. Uh, If you want to listen to the Flash Wally West one, the comic book keepers did that last week. Go find them over on your podcast app. Next week, you have the Oblivion Bar pod um, coming out September 15th doing their Superman episode. That one is no less going to be eight hours long. Adios mio. And then after that, you have the Effing Nerds with Green Arrow on September 23rd. Martian Manhunter is getting uh, done by the comic book Couple Counseling September 29th. The Short Box on October 6th is doing Green Lantern. And then last is the Wednesday pull list on October 13th doing Batman. Holy fuck. Can you imagine doing a Batman episode? No. 
there, I mean, just the amount of people being pissed off about <laughs> getting any detail wrong yeah. is like nerve wracking. Right. You might, you might as well be writing like ev- everybody's personal genealogy. Yeah. <laughs> at that point. So, um, so anyway, a- Aquaman low stakes. Yeah, it was know. fun. I, I honestly respect him more now than I did previously the episode. If you're going to get into Aquaman, now's the time. 80 years into his creation, you could get a 100-page book and mm-hmm. dive into all the relevant stories this week. And you got a bunch of new books coming out in Aquaman. The Becoming, I believe, or something like mm-hmm. that. And Black then Manta's getting one. Getting his own little book there, so there's some good jumping on points there. So uh, Aqu- Aquaman is really the the winner. I mean, it's, it's not a competition, obviously, but it's probably the winner, the best pick of all right. of these. It's, yeah, it's his season. Yeah. He's definitely in bloom right now. <laughs> so thanks for listening. We are the First Issue Club podcast. Tune in next week where we talk about first issues and not Aquaman ever again. Um, until next time, bye. First Issue Club is brought to you by Boulevard Brewing Company via Space Camper Cosmic IPA. Our music is courtesy of the fine folks at Primary Color Music. You can find, friend, and follow us on social media at First Issue Club or firstissueclub.com. You can support First Issue Club by joining us on our Patreon for additional content at patreon.com slash firstissueclub. Club.